he was asleep once more. The last thing he saw was the short figment make a tick in his ledger. When Mel came to, he knew at once he was back in the mirrorscape. While he had been unconscious, he had also been bound and gagged. He was lying on a drawbridge suspended from huge chains with links as thick as his forearm. Mel sat up alongside Wren and Ludo, and together the friends gazed around, amazed at the gargantuan space. There were other drawbridges, some raised, some lowered, linking the many walkways that spanned the canyon-deep void in the centre of the building. High above, a thunderstorm brewed amid roiling clouds. Lightning flashed, and by its spectral light, Mel saw colossal statues of muscular men in chains on the far side of the void. The drawbridge trembled as the thunder rolled. A steadier illumination was supplied by a great many fires which burned inside giant spherical cages that hung on impossibly long chains. They swayed like lazy pendulums in the updraft from the depths. Doors and windows with fat iron bars peppered most of the vertical surfaces, and massive circular grills spewed out billows of steam. Far, far off echoed the wail of desperate cries. Ah, you're awake, said the short figment, obviously the boss. I expect you're wondering what's happened and where you are. As one, Mel, Ludo and Wren nodded, making muffled yes-please sounds inside their gags. We are Messrs. Spherical, Blinker, Gusset and Flob. He used the eyed, feathery end of his long quill to identify himself, the armoured figment, the tattooed, and the hairy ones in turn. Incorporated bounty hunters. No bounty too small, no fugitive too large. Satisfaction guaranteed, or your money back. As to where you are, my young friends, well, you're in deep trouble. The most secure prison in the Mirrorscape. He made a sweeping gesture with his quill, indicating the interior. And now, without further ado, we must hand you over to Loctite, your personal jailer. Spiracle half bowed. It's been a pleasure apprehending you. Blinker threw a bundle of clothes into the air over the friend's heads, as if it were a game of piggy in the middle. Mel turned, and standing behind him was yet another figment, who expertly caught the bundle. If you'd care to follow me, I'll show you to your cell. The friends had no choice, as Loctite tossed a lasso, ensnaring the three of them, and set off across the drawbridge, towing them behind. The jailer was a large, muscular figment who wore an executioner's mask made from riveted iron that covered the top half of his head. An abundant and greasy black beard titivated with small bows of coloured ribbon, protruded from beneath it. His belted black jerkin was covered in dozens of bunches of keys that hung from hooks. As he moved, he sounded like an out-of-tune wind chime. Loctite led them even further into deep trouble, occasionally stopping to operate large star-wheel winches that raised and lowered the drawbridges. Eventually, they came to a thick iron-bound door with a small barred window set into it. Loctite selected a bunch of keys, opened the door, and pulled the friends inside. 
This will be your accommodation until the trial. The straw is changed every two years, whether it needs to be or not. And a bowl of gruel is served on alternate Sundays. He tossed their clothes on the floor. Before Loctite untied the children and removed their gags, he quickly injected all three of them with a rusty syringe. Ouch! Why'd you do that? said Ludo, rubbing his arm. Prison regulations, explained Loctite with a malicious grin. Humans get ill if they remain in the mirrorscape for too long, and you're going to be here a long, long time. The shots will prevent you feeling sick. So saying, he left, slamming the door behind him. The key was turned loudly in the lock. Well, said Wren.